This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. Starting up, 84 Reasons. Man, it's hard. To, every time I get a tight end on, you know, I have to make sure I give him his just due because we don't get enough credit for being, what's the phrase I'm looking for? The best athletes on the field. They let us, got to run block, got to pass block, got to get out in the passing game, you got to play fullback, you got to pick up the blitz, you got to get the first down, you got to play special teams, you got to be the, you know, the tight end safety blanket. You got to do everything. But if you want to know what we'll do, if given the chance, I give you the Philly special in the in the you know in the Super Bowl with Trey Burton. That's another Florida tie. That's another that's another day, another time. But my next guest, I don't know if he's six five, six six, six seven, six eight. I don't care. I just know he's really, 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 really tall. All the way from Weatherford, Texas, the great Hayden Hanson. What's going on with you, there, Hayden? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. I've been watching a couple of them, some of my teammates on it. It's been fun to watch it. Oh, I, oh, I was listening. If you play tight end, I'm coming to get you. I done had Zip on. I done had Arliss on. You know, I mean, I know that Odom has moved on. I know the Gamble has moved on. Didn't get a chance to get Kyle Pitts on. But I said, hey, the man, I said, he's easy to find. I mean, he's the same height as an offensive tackle, just a lot slimmer. Like, the, he, he got a real waistline out there. But before I even get into you know what's going on right now in the offseason. And for those of you who don't know, if you really want to be a student athlete, college football player in particular, you have if you don't have serious doubts when it comes to this offseason lift program, that's when you go, I really want to do this. I mean, five o'clock in the morning, runs, six o'clock lifting sessions, trying not to sleep in my first class. I'm we're we gonna get into that. But Weatherford, Texas, I, you know, a little birdie told me that you was gonna go, you know, you was gonna go to Louisiana with Billy Napier. Then he decided he'll go to Florida. And then most people on Christmas Day, they thinking, man, what what gifts am I getting? Like, what is this area? Hello, Coach Napier, what's up, baby? Like, talk about talk about having a coach in Billy Napier who one, you believed in him to to pick him over some big, you know, some big schools, but to still be on his mind enough on Christmas Day, Hayden. He got a lot of things going on. He said, let me call Hayden to make sure I know and he knows I want you to come with me to game. Yeah, so it was it was crazy. Uh, my whole career um, from kindergarten to beginning of the junior year, I played quarterback. So a big part of my recruitment was the big – well, the big thing was I didn't have enough film. You know, that was always a thing that came up. Um, so – my going into my senior year, I just finished my first year at tight end. I went to uh, the SMU Mega Camp, which is like there's about 60 D1 schools that go there and watch. And I ran into Coach Desimo, who is now the UL head coach, but he was the tight end coach under Napier. And they weren't even looking for a tight end at the time, but he just saw me like ahead over people and he took a video and sent it to Napier. And he was like, Oh, we got to get this guy up here. So I uh, flew down to Louisiana, uh, did a little private workout for him in the indoor, which by the way, I think they were making sure I could handle the heat down there because they <laughs> shut all the doors, they turned off the AC. It was like a sauna in there. So I did my private workout, shower, went up to his office. He ended up offering me there. Uh, that was one of my first offers early on before senior year. And um, we left, came back for the cookout, brought my family. That's what kind of sold it. My family loved Napier. 
we all bought into them. Um, people were calling me crazy for committing there instead of like Washington State or Colorado, but I wasn't hearing any of that. You know, I believed in Napier. I saw the, the players he's produced, and um, I would have been happy to go to UL with him. I got to take a quick break real quick to make sure you guys understand that while I appreciate all the support you uh, you guys give me, and I love support, make sure you support these student-athletes by going to the best, the greatest NIL platform in the country. We're talking about Florida Victorious. And when you become a member, make sure you go to the coupon code and type in 84 Reasons. I know you're saying to yourself, what do I get? You get 20% off your first month's membership. That's 20% off, but the only way you get it is by typing 84 Reasons in the coupon code. That's Florida Victorious. If you love the orange and blue, like I know you do, like I know we do, make sure you type in 84 Reasons in the coupon code to get 20% off. That's 20% off your first month's membership. Now let's get back to the action. I mean, number one, I mean, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna just move past that. Play quarterback your whole life. Like I play quarterback. I hear, once again, I hear this story of you and another guy, y'all both play quarterback. They gotta get y'all out there at the same time. Like look, high school, a lot of guys play out of position. We gotta get the best athletes out there. We got the six best athletes in the school. We putting y'all all on offensive defense together, but to go from being behind center, seeing the whole field, and putting your hand in the ground, what made the tight end position fit you? Because we, you know, I mean, you got the size, you got the ability, but just because someone says, "Hey, man, you tall, man, you got some size to you," they're gonna tell you two things: either defensive end or tight end. They told you tight end. What was it about tight end to make Hayden go all right? Because number one, you go from I got to know the whole offense. I got to know. You know, I got to know the pass protection. I got to know the blocking scheme to, I got what? You got this. I just, that's it. You got this on this play, Coach. What was it about the tight end position that made Hayden say, hey, man, I, I think I can rock with this? Yeah, so at first it was brought up, and I'm, a, I'm kind of a hard-headed dude. So they brought it up at first. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm a quarterback. My whole life, I'm going to stick with it. And um, my original plan, I moved to Weatherford to take over for Ken Seals, the starting quarterback for Vanderbilt. He just transferred to TCU. That was my plan. That's the whole reason I moved there. And um, so he, of course, he was bringing in a bunch of scouts watching him. And I wasn't cleared yet, so I was just watching their practice. And I had um, a couple OU scouts, tech scouts. There's one thing they'd ask me, like, why don't you play tight end? Like, you're perfect for it. And once I heard that over and over again, I was like, you know what? Maybe my coach is right. Let's give it a try. So my, our first scrimmage, I played both, quarterback and tight end, and um, had a couple of good plays at tight end, kind of fell in love with it. I mean, to this day, though, there's still things I'm learning, you know, because that's a it's a very developmental position, you know, um, like your hand placement, your blocking footwork. The biggest thing for me was the terminology when I first got here, talking to the tackles, communicating with everybody. So that's those are the things I really nailed down. I mean, I, I like the fact that you brought it up yourself. You talk about it's a develop, developmental position, meaning even guys like myself who played it since. I didn't play tight end until I got to high school. So I so when the first time somebody told me go to tight end, I just, you know, I, I ran over there. And I you know, I can tell you what a running back was, I can tell you what a wide receiver was, fullback was tight end. So I hit them with the what's that? And they told me what it was. And they didn't tell they didn't give me the option of you're playing this. Like either you're playing this or you know, you're gonna have to, but the tight end position has become that glamour. The tight end on offense is like outside linebacker on defense. You could Tight ends are asked to do a lot now, especially in the passing game. Meaning, yeah, yeah, you listen, you six, 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 seven, you know, 250, 260, they'll put you, they'll put you at the Y more than the U, not realizing, well, 
I can play to you. It just depends on what you want me to do at the U. You and Zip and Arliss and you guys are different. Play all play the same position, but you need different guys. If they ask Arliss to do what you do, uh, not saying he couldn't be successful at it, but he wouldn't be as successful at it. Talk about your game though, because when I see your game, hey, I see a guy that says, "Listen, man, you cannot coach height, and you cannot coach you cannot coach catch radius." And you have both because I know one of your, you know, obviously if you're from the state of Texas, obviously you're going to root for Jason Witten. You, unless you live on the rock. Yes. Jason Witten is going to be one of your favorite tight ends, but Gronk is a guy to me that as great as Gronk might be the greatest, even though Travis Kelsey might have something to say about it. Gronk is not the most fluid athlete you ever seen with the ball. He's very reckless when he gets the ball. There is nothing beautiful about his game with the ball in his hand. Only thing he does though, you got to make decisions. Hey, do I want to tackle this dude? Because, hey, man, if I got to run this route, if I get the ball in my head, I'm, you know, I don't got to be shifty. I don't got this. I don't got to be a freak of an athlete like Kyle Pitts. I don't got to be the best all-around tight end in the NFL right now George Kittle. I just got to get into the end zone. And he did that a lot. Your game is one to where, listen, you probably put a lot of ice on your knees. Because any DB say, I ain't dealing with that dude, man. Who Hayden? Oh no! I mean, he already if Hayden. No, no, I'm going low by now. How how has that transition been? Because when you tall, you got to play low, right? And that's the thing. And you got to you got to keep your pads low, Hayden. You got to. How has that? Because what you what little two or three years into the position, and now you playing. You know, you got you know you got Georgia one week. You got Kentucky next week. You got Tennessee next. Week. How has that transition been for you, Hayden, knowing that, look, the least, the less I have to think when I'm out there, the better I am as a player? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I mean, when, when you look at my game, uh, I take a lot of pride in run blocking, obviously. That's my world. You know, I feel like I'm pretty dominant in there. But uh, I feel like a lot of people kind of undermine my my passing abilities, too, you know. Uh, I feel like, um, obviously, I'm not going to go out there and run a 4-3, uh, like scorch anybody, but I feel like, the, the short to intermediate routes, I'm like, I'm pretty good. I can get separation. I can move the chains. Um, that's always what I'm going to focus on, too. I can always improve on the routes aspect of everything. And um, so, that yeah, I'd say, like, transitioning to, like, the SEC, like, in-game, that would probably be the biggest thing is how quick the DBs recognize the routes and how quick they break on them. And um, for, like, the run game part of it, like, the DNs, like, if he's in like a wide nine, you know, like some, some freaky stuff might happen, you know, like he might hit you with the in out. He might um, like Jared Burst. I mean, that dude hats off to that guy. I mean, he's different. Um, uh, it's just things like that, that you start to notice, and especially going into my second year of playing. I'm, I'm definitely going to be a little quicker in those aspects of what to expect, especially in pass pro. So. The one thing I will give you, you know, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the formal tight end that gives a lot of advice, but because you're so tall, you're gonna dominate on the intermediate routes. I mean, I mean, you know, the ten yards in, the twelve. I mean, the, even though Titans don't get to run it, Jason Witten made a living on the option route. He, I mean, him and Jason Tony Romo just threw another one because if they plan outside, I turn in. They plan inside, I turn out. They plan inside, I just, you know, I just go and like, uh, you know, turn up for the ball. But for you, it's just saying, look, just don't get high at the top of your route. That's it. That's that's literally it. Because DBs know I, he got to give me something to grab. DBs are saying, a DB will hold you all the way. Say, I will hold Hayden all the way. I do because they know, number one, vertical route, just straight go. 
you, you know, you got, you know, you got, the, you got the, you got the, you know, you got the, I mean, you got the five yard out, you know, you got the 10 yard. Gronk made a living on the 10 yard out. He, I don't know how, when are people going to realize that he's finna run the 10 yard out? Why? Listen, he going, he going, he going to get, he going to clear the DN. Cause the DN don't want to deal with Gronk. The DN don't want to get chipped by Gronk cause he won't, he'll never get a sack. And that's a good thing. That's another good thing I didn't learn about blocking is if I'm a great blocker, I'm I'm making the DNs nervous. Cause now it's like, well, dude, is this dude coming off? Is he is he is he going out for a route? Being a great blocker makes you makes your releases. Cause tight end is all about the release, getting in the phase. But with you, I say, well, hey, and I said, look, if I'm on OC, if I'm if I'm if I'm building that, building that, I'm saying, bro, hit the ball in his hand. What do you mean? That's why they made flat routes. That's why they made wide sticks. That's why they made, you know. And here's the thing, though. On the goal line, though, see, this is what I don't like, though. Hey, this is what they're going to do. Hayden, 6'6", six, six, they're going to put him out wide, throw him a fade. No, 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 no. Let him run up. Let him run up. Listen, man, give me that. Give me that. Listen, man, give me that wide sticking up. What? Yeah. Run that. Listen, really run it, though. Really don't. Because, you know, if we got, if we know the ball coming, we will, the ride will get real fast. It's supposed to be a five, to be a three. Really run that stick and let that people up to pick it off and turn up. And I and I'm telling Merce, just, just put him listen. He can I know he's caught a couple of Allen's in his day. Just throw it up a little bit to him. We have thrown that round before. We have thrown that round before. <laughs> we call it what they call it the wide nine. It's just a wide nine little five. Mm-hmm. But you were at a time, Hayden, to where the tight end position is no longer, he just evens the old old line out. No, no, no. Y'all asked to do a lot. And that's the good thing in today's offense, not just for Florida, but college, pro. I need a tight end. I need a tight end that can run routes. But I, get, I got to have a tight end to where he – and I'm going to say this. Jimmy Graham, I love you. Love Jimmy Graham. Love him. But the whole world knew if Jimmy Graham's in the game, you're not running to him. You're running – that's backside. And Jimmy Graham, great. I mean, he ain't talked about enough of what he means to the, to the passing game, but I don't want to be one-dimensional. And I used to hear that said, don't be one to mention, not realizing, dude, if you in the game and they can run and throw, you good. Whereas if you come in the game, they're like this, oh, okay. Dime, nickel, they fixing it. You was you seem to be a guy that said, I love blocking. Like that's what I do. Why why so much pride in the blocking game, especially not even being in the, you know, not even being a tight end that long? Where did the love of blocking come from? Yeah, I mean, I just – I know my personal strengths, and I'm a big team guy. I feel like whatever you can do to your best ability, you do it for the team. And obviously, when I go out there and play – six, like I think it was a couple – I think Tennessee and Vanderbilt, I didn't even have a target. But – and obviously, it doesn't get talked about. You don't get a bunch of recognition, but you're helping the team, you know. I'm helping Montrell run off my butt uh, after I kick out the end, stuff like that. I mean, it's just – it's just personal pride, you know. And I know that can make the guy behind me better – or I can give Graham that extra second and pass pro, you know. It's just um, that's, the, that's the thing I'm best at right now. And um, the, pa- the passing game is not far behind, I'll tell you that. I'm going to nail that down this offseason, and I'll be pretty balanced. But um, I feel like Napier has a certain security with me, like in pass pro and stuff, and I take, I take full responsibility for that. And I, um, I go out there and give them all. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, you was going to follow Napier – you know, had he never left Louisiana to come to Florida, you would have been like, listen, I'm I'm going to be in Louisiana. What is it about Billy Napier, though? I know he's building a culture. People who don't know, cultures don't happen in a day. It don't happen in a year, maybe not even two or three years. But what was it about Billy Napier to let you know, look, Coach, I was going to come with you to Louisiana, and it's hot down there. But if you want to go to this place called Gainesville, 
You know, I went to SMU and dealt with this heat. You're gonna have to let me know about this heat. What, what was it about Napier to let Hayden, you know, Hanson know, man, wherever Napier is, I am. So first off, that was the one coach my mom just hands down loved. He, she, uh, she fully bought into him, and that meant a lot to me personally. But um, I'm a big process guy, like detailed guy, and I don't think there's a coach in the world that's more detailed than Napier. He has every single second to the minute, like just everything is detailed, has a plan. Like you'll look, especially during season, that's when it gets crazy because like he'll have us from, let's say, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., he, he has a plan every single minute until 6 p.m. Like you're not – there's not a time where you're not doing anything, you know. And it, it's crazy because it's, it's just his system. And it's just how he functions. And I, I benefit off that because I'm a big show me and I'll do it to my best ability, you know. And it's making me and my teammates better. What don't – we live in a – you grow up in a social media, you know, world to where everybody has access. Now even crazier. I mean – what is it about Billy Napier that people just don't understand? You talked about his process. I talked about the culture that he's building. It don't always happen in year one, year two. The, the wins don't come the way you want to. But you talked about, listen, don't mean we ain't working. Don't mean that we ain't attention to detail. Doesn't mean that we don't know what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it. What is it about Billy Napier, strictly because he might not necessarily have got the wins yet, that people don't want to give him patience and understand this man is coming? Yeah, I mean, he, he's also not one of those coaches that, uh, like, ring his own bell, you know. He's a very humble guy, too. So, I mean, he gets on social media when he has to or to let, like, people know when he has a recruit. He's really connected more to the team and to the recruits. But uh, but on the flip side, I mean, this is Florida. Fans want to get back to the glory days. I understand that. We understand that. We're working hard to get back to that standard. But, I mean, it is important, like you said, to – um, know that I mean Napier came in and uh, basically Mullen just kind of stopped recruiting is what I heard so he kind of had to recruit extra try to get more people in you know so uh, I mean he's working I, I promise you guys that and um, I, I really do feel like we're going to get there sooner than people think I mean speaking of working I hate I mean you know everybody's like oh I want to go to Florida I want to go to Florida then they show some of these workout videos I mean I know y'all boys dressed in the night y'all all, all going to be tucked in looking good but then I see you know uh, Graham Merce doing a tug of war with Big Dez. With you behind Big Dez. I mean, off-season workouts. <sighs> They're just taking me back. Please tell the people, because your mama go, hey, do you look different? Yeah, I went through an off-season workout program. I like you. I mean, I don't even, the food, I eat food. It doesn't really process in my stomach. It's like, talk about the off-season program and how in one year, people here are getting stronger faster. But talk about the offseason program. I know you guys got a new strength coach in. How was it going for you guys? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's brand new. We're, we basically just went in the fundamentals because, I mean, obviously Napier has phases, and right now we're in phase one. So the first week we got back was learning slower, learning the system, but now it's full blast, man. And uh, I will say, everyone in that locker room, you can ask anybody you want, everyone dreads Wednesdays. That is the day where we don't lift, just straight team run, and there's – that's when you saw the tug of war with Big Dez and me and Graham. So there's this split up into 11 teams. And um, I'm on Dez's team, obviously. And we went against Graham's team with tug of war. And I mean, it was just a piece of cake. But uh, so there's about, there's about seven about seven stations. And uh, it's just it's brutal, man. It's, it's, a, it's a gauntlet. And uh, it, it, he's, he's big on mental toughness, not showing any signs you're tired, like nothing like this or hips or 
bending over. Um, I, I really like the mentality he's brought over from the Giants. It, it's helping. I mean, when you talk about when you talk about the the camaraderie of this team, I mean, Big Dez, you talk, I mean, Graham Mers deciding to come back. I mean, I know you got you know, guys like yourself. We talk about the tight end room. We talk about the receiver. Talk about, but you cannot you cannot fake camaraderie. You just can't. Coach Napier can't say you guys got to love each other. He can't. He can demand it. It don't mean you got to do. It. You guys got to like each other. He can demand it. What is it about the culture that Coach Billy Napier is building? I think I heard you say, uh, speaking of someone that's talking about diversity from who your roommates are to who you who your locker is next to to because a lot of times people think we tight end and hang with tight ends. Well, yeah, during the day or in the meeting room on the field, but. Talk about that camaraderie that he's building naturally. Like he like, I'm gonna put y'all here together, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna force you guys to decide: Do you want to? Do you want this to be a a a, a coach led team or a player led team? The player led teams are the teams that go far because all we got out there on that field is each other. As greatest coaches that y'all have, but y'all got some of the best, if not the best. But out there in that field, when it's hot, and ain't nobody but us and them. It better be, I know this guy next to me. I know why he plays. I know why he's here. I know his parents. I know his siblings. Talk about that, that you know, that team camaraderie that coach seems to be really, really big on. Yeah, this goes back to Napier being very detailed-oriented. So when we first got here, um, we rooted in the stadium house. I think we were the first class to go to the stadium house. Uh, he, he mapped it out perfectly. Like, the people that – you wouldn't just go randomly pick unless you knew him, you know. He ruined, I ruined with uh, Shamar, Trace Smack, Max Brown, Andrew Savayanaya, those four. Um, I probably would have never went up and talked to any of them because we're just all from different parts of like, you know, and um, those are probably my four closest friends right now, you know. And uh, especially last year, we were, we were all pretty tight. And when Max got his start against FSU, I was hyped for him. He threw me a nice little – uh, wheel route. I was glad I got to uh, get a catch in here before he left, but uh, it's just stuff like that. And then when we first got the facility built, uh, my true freshman year, he he mapped out the whole locker room and he put people next to each other that he noticed didn't talk or didn't talk as much. So I think I he put me next to Xavier Henderson. That was my locker mate. And then next to me was, was Zip. Because uh, I, I, I came in the summer. I didn't come early, so I was basically, I didn't know anyone. So he put me between those two, um, and I got to knew I knew Xavier better than anyone on the team. You know, he was a great guy, but I would have never known that if I wasn't put in that situation. You know, so I mean, he just has a plan for everything. Social awkwardness, uh, being hesitant, being shy—things we deal with in life. Coach Napier, like, uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna show you how to deal with it. You know, but it's private. It's it's in the locker room. Things that you know, you look at this guy going. And I thought you were just a football. No, 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 no. I'm a football coach, but we got, you know, I'm introduced to you. So let me show you that I can. Look. All coaches know his body language. They know us better. They all they do is sit back and watch. They go, all right. Let me put two guys who are forced to talk to each other, and they can work out things on their own. Like you said, I know Xavier better than anybody on the team. If whoever you're locking next to, it's gonna be two, one or two things. It's either gonna be a real great experience or a really, really weird. Because we some weird football players, we some weird people. But that's why the locker room is what it is. That's why we they never got cameras in there unless it's after a game. You know, they'll come in there for about five, ten minutes. But SEC football, everybody talks about it. I don't care what part of the world you live in. Obviously, you know, being in the great state of Texas, you know about 
you know, I know Texas is coming over. Texas A&M was already in it. I was blessed enough to do it, but Hayden, you doing it right now. Tell, tell the listeners just how crazy it is because people say there is no warm up. Oh, we got this team now. No, it wasn't. It's Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia. I mean, LSU. It's just back to back to back, and there are no easy wins. There are always a hard loss. But how was your experience being in the SEC? What What are your What are your early impressions of? Yeah, I mean, my first impressions were. I mean, it's just. The, the first of all, it's the, the crowds. There's, it's kind of cool when you travel to to see different fan bases. Uh, I mean, no one compares to the swamp, though. I mean, hands down, not no biasness. Just nothing compares to the swamp, man. I mean, crazy. It's awesome. But uh, so learning how to deal with crowd noise. Uh, I think I had I had one penalty all year against Georgia. I had a false start. Um, I was turning around talking to Arliss about our combination, and you know how they stem. I turned yeah. back. I couldn't hear. I just turned back, see the guy move, so I go to block him, and I was like, ah. Oh. But uh, I mean, it's just it's little things like that. If you're not completely locked in in these SEC games, you'll you can't hear and you'll you'll lose train of thought. And you got to really be locked, have the chemistry next to your teammates to know if they give you a, a call or an audible. Because Graham can only yell so loud, you know. So you just have to really be uh, tuned in. Tennessee at night. I mean, everybody's watching. This atmosphere was crazy. Z, we'll talk, you know, that, that, the, the Tennessee quarterback that will go unnamed says some things in the offseason that, you know, you, you just don't say. I mean, you can say it, but you don't mean it. Even if you do mean it, you don't know what to talk about. But <laughs> what was that like, though, Hayden? I mean, because it's one thing to watch it on TV, like, God, that's crazy. But you're there. I see Graham come. I don't I call it the I call it the Graham wand. I don't know what it was. He grabbed it. He do his little, you know, he swing for the fences. What was that atmosphere like? And it seemed like it was standing room more like nobody sat down for like three and a half hours. Yeah, so that whole week prepared for Tennessee, we walked into the weight room the first day, and that there's a screenshot of his tweet and a picture printed out, put on every single rack, and put on all the TVs. And um, it, it fired people up like Big Dez. He was he was he was pretty upset. Uh, uh, Scooby Scooby was pretty upset. Uh, I mean, it really just. And it kind of put a smile on my face. I was like, okay, it's going to be an awesome game. Like, well, there's no way we're losing this game. We put a chip on our shoulder. Um, and we went out there and took care of business. I mean, that was probably hands out my favorite game. And uh, that was a that was a that was me and Odom that game. I mean, we kind of switched a little bit, but uh, me and Odom that game, it was it was pretty fun. That was the first time starting with him. So South Carolina, big big comeback, you know, real back and forth affair, you know. But those who don't know, I mean, I, I'm gonna give him credit. I do, I do agree with Hayden. There is no atmosphere like this one. None. Now, you got certain schools come close. When South Carolina is doing their thing, that stadium is, you know, Mr. Flying Spur. That's that little dumb little, uh, you know, little mascot name, Akaki, or whatever his name is. But what was that What was that game like? Because, you know, Spencer Rattler, he, he talked a little trash. He's fine. You know, he talked a little trash. In his mind, the reason why he talked trash is because when he, he thought he, he forgot you had you had Sacramento, you're in at Oklahoma. I realized, you know, first time he played, this got a little ugly. But what was that atmosphere like? Because, like you mentioned, you know, Columbia, all that. I guess it's maroon, maroon and black. That that's really not a color combat. I'm gonna wear all maroon. Looks burgundy and brown mixed. Who cares? It doesn't look good. But. What was that atmosphere like up there in Columbia? You guys uh, back and forth affair, get a big, get a, listen, I saw that play before it even, I said, oh, wait a minute. You're going to put, you're going to put Ricky 
Pearsall one-on-one. Sorry, cornerback. That play was over before he even I said, yeah, it's about to be lights out. But talk, talk about that atmosphere coming out with the big dub on the road. Yeah, that was probably, honestly, my favorite crowd away-wise. I mean, there it was pretty electric. Um, it was – it was it was crazy. I mean, we had a tight end that transferred there, Nick uh, Nick Elskins. He went there too, yes. so we kind of wanted we wanted to beat him for bragging rights too. You know? but, uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I've never seen Mertz locked so locked in for a game before. He I, he told me before the game, he was like, I listen to this in my car every day at the facility. Like you know that song where they I don't know what it's called, but with the towels, you know what they do. Oh yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. He, said he listens to that song every day until that game, and uh, you could tell when it, when it first got on on the sideline, he was getting into it. I was like, okay, this is gonna be a fun one. Um, and uh, the the first half, I thought it was pretty smooth. Uh, we knew it was going to be close though. After at halftime, we knew it was going to be a shootout. Um, and coming down to that last, the last two drives, I didn't play the last two because it was two minute mode. And it was fast, so they put Arliss in, put him at receiver a little more. And uh, just watching that from the sideline, I was, I was, I was couldn't believe it, man. I, my heart was racing. I, I've never really been in a situation like that before where I can't control or like contribute. Um, I was just, I was Arliss's biggest fan. I was like, come on, man, come on, man. And uh, eventually, eventually we got it done. But uh, I'll never, I'll also never forget. I, I would have never thought Trevor Etienne would throw me a two point conversion. Like, I thought that was yeah, the most random. Yeah. But uh, so I mean, that whole game was cool, man. I mean, I'll never forget that game. I mean, when you play this game, you never the moments and the memories. That's what I always talk about. But I would be remiss. You mentioned Arliss. You know, you talk about Zip coming back. You got yourself the tight end position in one year. Has really shown, hey man, we here. We, you know, we 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 all different. You know, we come with listen, we come in different shades and sizes, but we got listen, we got listen, we might have 40 numbers, you know, we might have single digit numbers, we might have tight end numbers, like you know, I don't know, 89. Talk about you guys as a as a group though, because each one of y'all skill set is different, but that's kind of what you want because I want to find a niche for myself. I don't want to play just like Arliss, I don't want to play just like Zip. And, and 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 obviously you're gonna be easy to spot him. You come out there, yeah, they go Hayden. Hayden looks like he played with Coach Golden and them last night. He out there hooping. Did he come over here? <laughs> he come over here with us. But the tight end position is one that makes this offense that much more. We know we we know what we got coming back at receiver. We know what the running running backs are. You know, even with guys you know jumping to the portal, we wish them the best. But talk about the tight end room and how. For y'all coming one year, which because a lot of y'all got zip, obviously being the elder statesman now, but yo, you guys are still real young. Talk about y'all contributions at twenty, you know, three and how y'all looking to add to that in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really proud of the room last year. We took a huge step forward, proved a lot of people wrong. Um, Napier calls it the land of misfit toys because everyone in there besides zip all played a different position before college. Um, so, I mean, it was, it's pretty cool to see us all develop, especially with, uh, me and Arliss, um, really, and, and with Zip coming back, he has a lot of veteran experience to share. Um, I was sad to see Odom go. I wish he would have stayed too. Um, we, we had a lot of experience in that room and, uh, now with me and Arliss getting a, a whole season under our belt, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll help us a lot. And, um, I feel like, um, us three can do a lot of damage, um. Especially because, like you said, we're all different. And when you put two of us on the field at the same time, you don't know what oh. it's going to be. Is it going to be a pass? Is it going to be a run? Is it going to be both? You play action, you don't know. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what it's going to look like because um, the Zip obviously couldn't play last year. So 
Listen, basically, basically what uh, Hayden is saying is we want that we, we want that uh we want that trade package. Yeah, we want zip, Arliss, and Hayden on the field at the same time. You can do it in four minutes. You know how dangerous that makes them. Those stages like what? What? what, what? Say the nature calls them the land of misfit toys. Please put that on the shirt. Please, Florida Victorious, Gator, Gator Maid. I mean, uh, you know, Gator Maid, uh, Miss Savannah Bailey. Any one of y'all, the land of misfit toys is the greatest name I have ever heard for tight ends. Like ever. I mean, ever. <laughs> but Hayden, before I let you out of here, man, and I have enjoyed you. This is the latest installment of 84 Reasons. I'm sitting here with number 89 on the field. Six seven six eight. He's tall. He's tall as he want to be, right? Tall as he want to be. The great Hayden Hansen. Hayden, you are a guy to me that no one would have ever known you didn't play the tight end position if you wouldn't tell them. I, when I heard you only playing for two or three years, how much more dangerous does that make you? Because no matter what, they're gonna say, "Well, honestly, he he played receiver in high school, and then Hayden played quarterback. How dangerous can your game be? Because right now." You out there going, all right, let me make sure I take the proper steps. Let me make sure I get to my depth. Let me make sure I don't lean in or out. Let me make sure I don't stand up at the top of my route. Let me make sure I come out of my breaks. When Hayden Hansen said, all right, I know what the defense is trying to do. I know what coverage they're going to be in. I know what how I fit. Get me the rock. <laughs> and may all, and may God bless y'all soul on defense because I'm coming for all. I am a battering ram. I am a bull in the China house. I don't care. How much, how dangerous is Hayden Hansen when he puts it all together? No, I can't wait, man. Uh, I'm working every day to get closer to that point. Uh, we a lot of film study, a lot of defensive studies and recognizing coverage, which I'm still, I'm pretty good at just because I've been a quarterback. But it's a little different when you're at tight end. You don't got that whole field of vision. Um, it, it's getting there. It's, it's, it's close, man. Um, I'm just know I'll be working all offseason for that. And uh, I'll be way more comfortable than I was last year. So we'll see what happens. Had you had, I had a bunch of teammates on here. You know, uh, Graham, when I had Graham Mercer on here, I asked him, I said, man, what, how would you describe this team? He said, hungry and ready. That's what he said. Now I'm asking you, Hayden, how, that's what he said about this team. How would Hayden Hansen describe this team right now? I, I, was, I got one sentence. I'm just going to say, we got a huge chip on our shoulder. We feel like the record that we left last year does not represent this team, and we're going to do everything in our power to flip the script and uh, change the view on us. Listen, he going to flip the script. We didn't. What the record is not an indication of who we are. Man, I've come from the land of misfit toys. Yeah, but I. But guess what? But guess what? Somebody want me though. Just because I'm a mis, misfit just means, man, I don't fit the norm. Well, I'm six seven. I ain't never fit the norm. And, it, and oh, oh, I know. I was about to go crazy. I heard you were part of the moped gang, though. I heard that 6 7 got a moped riding through Gainesville. Game, Somebody going, Is that Hayden? Yes, it's me. I just got one question Do you wear a helmet? No. So I had a, I had a moped my first year here. Yeah. And I, I ended up selling it. I actually crashed it one, one time going to 6 a.m. workouts, half asleep, turning into the facility. I was. Like went over my head and boosh. But uh I fixed it, sold it. I was like, screw that. Uh I just started using my truck. I bought a stand-up scooter, it's a little safer, but uh, uh <laughs> so 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 he went from a moped to a truck, got a stand-up scooter. Listen, listen, I was about to say if you got a moped and you never wrecked it, you ain't really pushed the limit. 
If you've never been to wreck on a moped, you are the, you, you're safe. You're going to speed limit. No, I had a moped when I was in college. Well, I well I wrecked more than my moped in college. Wrecked teammates' mopeds and things of that nature. But Hayden, listen, please stay healthy. Looking forward to watching you in 2024. I love what you said about Billy Napier and. You know, you said I like his process. I like I'm a process driven guy. He's the process driven guy. And look, man, like I said, for the victorious, please, please, the land of misfit toys is the tight ends at the University of Florida. Oh, oh, and that's for life. I have a misfit toy. Think about this. Most people can identify with a quarterback. Most people identify with a running back, a receiver. What you play, tight end? They go, oh, because they don't know what that is. Yeah. Listen, if you want to know what a tight end is, I give you two words. Taylor Swift. That's what a tight end is. And I'm talking about Travis Kelsey, by the way. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about her, but I have to <laughs> edit that part out. But hey, the man, keep doing what you're doing. Tell Arliss, tell Zip, Mr. Two ERs himself. Y'all boys just keep doing what you're doing. I love, I love the game. I like the way you, you know, but at the end of the day, it seems like they're letting y'all do a little bit more with y'all score. I don't know if they're letting y'all dance a little bit, but you know, I want the swag to come. You doing this for weather? You ain't doing this for me. You doing this for Texas? Because as much as people love they boroughs in Florida, these Duval boys, these Dade County boys, these I heard about y'all Texas boys. Y'all love where y'all from? Not like it. Love where they from? The biggest high school cafeterias you ever seen in your freaking life. It's a subway in there, Chick Fil A in there. I ain't never seen nothing like it. So they told me. So when you got to college, they said. Man, how you like these crowds? They're a little bit bigger than they are a little bit bigger than the ones that I'm used to playing with. Just a little bit, because we got hey, we got some nice facilities in the great state of Texas. <laughs> hey there, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Stay healthy. Leave Graham alone on the tug of war, man. Big Dex, Big Dez, that's it. You know, and listen, and, and tell Big Dez when you see him, stop ducking me. I don't mean that. Listen, now if you get mad, tell him I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want no problems. <laughs> but tell Big Dez, man, come on over here, man. He is Hayden Hansen. I am being true. This is the latest installment of 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reason. What's the reason? Land of Misfit Toys. We out of here.